Welcome back to another bonus episode of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free, where I get my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Arrow of Orion, the movie. Over here we pronounce it Orion, but in the movie it says Orion, so I'm just going to stick with that. Released in 2019 by studio JC Staff, it has an 82 minute runtime, and I watched it in sub. As for how I discovered this movie, I'm a fan of the first season of Demachi, not so much the second season, check out both of those reviews if you haven't already. And I was on YouTube one day, and a clip started playing a bell, and right away I was like, I know for a fact that is not from either of the seasons. So after a quick Google search, I found out there was actually a Demachi movie, so one night me and my boy Blase, who's also a big fan, decided to watch it. The story picks up right after season one. It would appear to be another day, Hestia running late for work, Bell on his way to the dungeon. Then later in the evening during the Divine Lunar Festival, Bell succeeds in pulling a magical weapon from a crystallized pedestal, declaring himself the Chosen One. This leads him on an adventure outside of Orario to defeat a monster that has decimated the Artemis Familia. So for Bell, he's dropped right back into the action, all geared up, ready to meet Welf and Lily at the dungeon. And I really like seeing the townspeople greeting Bell and him stopping into the tavern on his way to see the girls. Not that Bell wasn't respected, but it's nice to see him gain some recognition from the townspeople. So after using the classic sword and the stone approach, Bell is chosen not because he's the strongest, but due to his pure soul void of corruption. And with this new adventure, it seems nothing's changed. Bell continues his chick magnet status with Hesty and Lily as they continue to fight over him. Then when Artemis joins the mix, just adds even more jealousy. Hestia and Lily really only go on this adventure to keep an eye on Bell. As for the new travel gear, I of course will choose Bell's light armor over anything, but he still looked good in these new threads. And when it comes to Hestia and Welf's new outfits, they actually were an improvement. I like their uh, movie clothes way more than their regular outfits. So Artemis is a new character designated for the movie, and her introduction was hilarious. We usually see Hestia is at odds with most other goddesses. She seems to get along better with the males. So when she's so excited to see Artemis, another female, and then it like slows down, presents the orange and pinkish background, the two of them running together in slow motion, Artemis blowing past her and jumping into Belle's arms, while Hestia is just left in shock hugging air, was fantastic. So Artemis has come to town because she's been looking for a hero to defeat a monster that's been killing her familia. And of course it just so happens to be Belle. We see Artemis is kind of dense, and Lily even calls her out for giving all their food away. Goddess or not, Lily was not letting that slide. Just because Artemis doesn't need to eat doesn't mean the rest of the humans don't. And I actually really enjoyed Hestia and Artemis' friendship. Seeing Hestia try to get rid of the weapon because she knew what was going to happen to Artemis was very sweet. And all their little connections out in the forest and when they're having their little tent sleepovers. I actually really liked them as a uh, best friend type dynamic. Building them up this way actually gave some weight to the reveal that the Artemis we know is actually a projection attached to the sword. The real Artemis has actually been consumed by the final monster, so of course she's going to have to die when the monster's defeated. And I really enjoy seeing Hermes in this movie, he had more of a bigger role. Always stirring the pot as usual, he just loves keeping things interesting. He is the one who turns the search for Orion into a carnival game, and he also gets a good chuckle watching Hestia being blown off by Artemis. And like I said, Hermes actually joins the crew on this adventure and it was nice seeing him away from his regular team coming along with us for the ride in this movie. 
And even though the flashback was quick, I got a really good laugh out of Hermes being creepy in heaven trying to peep on Artemis. And as soon as a bath was mentioned in this movie, I knew he was going to try for round two. The fact he gathers all the troops and gives them this speech as if they're going into battle was great. And I died when we learned Hermes just bailed on his familia to go get reinforcements, didn't even bother to tell him that he was leaving. And then we got Rue in this movie. She's one of my favorite characters. She also won Best Girl of Season 1. I enjoyed the setup of nobody at the tavern knowing where she was, and then later she comes in as the badass as always, wrecks the gang of scorpion monsters with no resistance. And I was really happy to see Rue and the Hermes Familia. As Belle's party was traveling to fight the monster, I was thinking, Hestia and Hermes are pretty much useless. Welf and Lily aren't really going to be much help against a creature that has been so dominant like they just built this monster up so much. So I kind of felt it hard to believe that with what we saw from Artemis, like her and Belle could take down such a strong creature alone. So seeing Rue, I was like, oh, okay, everything's fine now, Rue's here. As for the action in this film, the fight against the scorpions in the forest was nice. We could see Artemis use her bow, which was cool. And we also see her take down a few using a dagger as well. It showed us she's not a helpless goddess. She has some skills of her own. The one thing I did not like about this fight is as cool as it was seeing Belle throw his new weapon and it vaporize all the enemies. His first instinct should have been to use his dagger. Like in a dire situation where you're outnumbered, why would you use a tool that you've never used before and you have no idea what his power structure is? It just seemed weird that he would rely on something we haven't seen him even train with in a life or death situation. And at the end of this fight, Bell stays consistent with his sexism declaring Artemis needs to be less reckless seeing as she's a girl and all. Then coming into the final third of the movie, I liked the ruins and Artemis opened up the door. It reminded me of something out of an Uncharted game. And then watching the scorpions being hatched was nasty. But then I started questioning things like, why did Hestia come along? She's just going to be in the way as usual. And I honestly would have left Lily back at the camp too. They're not really powerful enough to be effective in battle. They just get in the way. Now this movie is shamelessly swagger jacking from the Zelda franchise. Tell me the final boss doesn't look like something straight out of a Zelda game. Now, this entire movie has been leading to a final boss battle with a crazy powerful monster, so I was hoping to have a fight like the one against the Goliath in Season 1. And I'll be honest, I'm happy I rewatched these shows before I review them, because the first time I thought this battle was weak as hell. Me and Blase were sitting there just hands in our face, just like, why? Like, I just remember this fight being so lackluster. Rewatching it, it's not as bad as I thought it was, but I still don't think it was great. And in this fight, we had the exact opposite problem as the last one. I mentioned in the last battle, Bell just went straight to using the arrow. But in this one, he throws the weapon that can destroy the monster away and then starts attacking it with the Hestia knife, getting absolutely washed in the process. Which leads to our Artemis jumping in front of a beam for him. She disintegrates and Bell absolutely breaks down when she disappears. Now, everyone else actually did great fighting the monster. I thought they were going to be like the useless ones. But Belle was just sitting there crying being a hoe. It's like, yeah, you can mourn her, but this is not the time. Like, get up and fight. It was so annoying. And like I said, this fight is better than what I could recall, but I remember why I hated the finishing blow. When I was watching this with Blase, I was talking to him, I was like, man, there's three ways they can end this, and if they do one of them, I'm going to be absolutely pissed. The other two, I'll be okay with. If they go with the bad option, I am writing this movie off as a complete fail. So the first option, in my opinion, is that Belle does some like twirling flips, gets some height up in the air, you know, pauses slow motion, and then just throws the arrow like a rocket, just getting it right in the scorpion's eye. I would have been cool with that. Option two, 
Bell spinning the arrow around like it's a spear around his back, running at it, savagely cutting off the limbs before they can regrow, getting it down, and then just thrusting the arrow into it. I would have been cool with that too. But neither of these scenarios happened. We went with the awful failure option three, in my opinion. Using the motivation of save a girl for the sake of saving a girl, Bell with really no resistance just runs straight at the monster and then pokes Artemis in the heart. I mean, the little shield the monster put up did nothing. Bell easily dodged its attacks. Like, he just moved left and right. It was so lackluster. There wasn't that, like... I didn't feel like, oh, Bell overcame something and, like, really got that big beast down in the end. It was just, like, he just casually walked at it and it was over. I don't know. For me, I just feel like that final blow could have been done so much better. Now, I laughed at this, and I know I probably shouldn't have, but I love when Bell is crying on the ground, just having executed someone he cares for. But then it cuts to everyone in town, like, so happy and cheering because, you know, the big arrow isn't coming down on them, but they don't realize to stop that, Bell just murders somebody. Like, I get they don't know what's happening in the end, but, like, I don't know. It was just a funny transition. All right, now let's get into some nitpicks. The first nitpick is the weapon is first presented as a sword while it looks like a javelin, but it's actually an arrow. And that leads me into my second nitpick. The subtitles for this movie, at least the version that I watched, was terrible. They replaced the word okay with good on multiple occasions. I don't even speak Japanese and I knew they were using the wrong word. They constantly used he instead of she. Bell says firebolt in English in the show and the subtitles put fire ray. One time it even put thunderbolt. There were too many grammatical errors to even count, and a few times I had to pause just to get a full understanding of the conversation and fill in the blanks for myself. It was very difficult to understand this movie at certain points. As for the music and animation in this film, they were very nice, there was no drop in quality for the visuals, and there were even some shots that reminded me of like old school 90s cartoons, and the music that played when they're exploring the dead forest, it just it also reminded me of the 90s for some reason, just like a old animated movie that like it's in my head but I can't think of what it's called do you know what I mean just like a movie I watched when I was a kid I can't think of any better way to describe it than that it's just it took me back it was really nice all right now we have best girl waifu and harem best girl is Artemis she was the star of this film I will say she needs to learn how to read the room like hey Hestia how do you feel about Bell? well he's my sweet follower he's my treasure okay well my heart races when I'm with him so let's figure that out like, my God, woman, she just told you how special Belle is to her, and you're like, oh, well, I like him too. For me, though, I was uninterested with Artemis and Belle's connection. Like, we know he's all about eyes, and me already seeing season two before this movie, I knew Artemis wasn't going to be around. She wasn't in season two, so I kind of had a thought she wasn't going to make it out of this movie. Doubt she's getting a sequel. And for me, Artemis is not waifu material, and I wouldn't have her in my harem either. All right, now we get into final thoughts. Damachi the Arrow of Orion suffered from the same problems as Season 2. It had a great setup with absolutely no follow-through. I felt this film had a slow-paced middle act that led into a less-than-satisfying finale. And even during my second watch, it was better than the first time I watched it, but I'd still say this film is just mediocre. So this film, mixed with the dumpster fire that was Season 2, I'm really hoping Season 3, which just started airing this week, can pull this series back together. All right, that's going to be it for this bonus episode. Hope to see you in the next one. Bye.